0: It's been five years since I've had anyone lay me down on their fabric.
1: I don't even know how to follow that up. I don't think I've ever been laid down on fabric. (laughs) Until now. Uh... I mean, mean, like, I guess a bed, that's technically fabric. But, like, raw fabric, you know?
0: I uh, I bought some tickets to go see Joker tomorrow. That should be fun. We're going to see
1: Zombieland 2 tomorrow. I don't remember Zombieland 1. What? Huh. Well, we maybe. watched it, like, our first night together in the in the duplex. Remember? Oh That's five years ago. I don't care. It was memorable to me. I'm offended enough. Hello, everyone.
0: Welcome to the Trieshot Gamescast. Each year, we friends gather around talk about the games that we've been playing and things going on our lives day I have with
1: me, Justin. Did you just say each year? I don't know. I don't know what I said. <laughs> I think it's been each year. We, we put out a podcast once a year just for you, but we put it out in small chunks every week.
0: Can you believe it's been, like, nearly three years?
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Crazy. But. <laughs> but. Oh, And we have Gimli. Say hi.
0: For all you video watchers Say out hi.
1: there. No. Alright. He farted when <laughs> I picked him up. He's a very farty He's boy, extremely he? disgusting but he's also very sweet.
0: Nice. Um, so yeah, this we're probably going to have a really short podcast this week because there's not a whole lot of news.
1: Not a whole lot going on over here, so how about over there? What's going on? I'm sore. Um, so I'm going to start right off with... <laughs> Hold on. Kimberly's <laughs> knocking everything off my desk. Get up. You're obnoxious. He just flopped down, like, controller, switch dock, everything. Just, anyway. Um, Yeah, I got Ring Fit Adventure. um, And just kind of booted up a little bit to have, like, a first look, or first chat, I guess, for the show. Um, I tried to, like, dabble in all the different aspects of it, um, but it's actually, like, it's quite a workout, (laughs) so I didn't get to try everything as much as I wanted because I got tired. After, you know, an hour or so. Um, but starting off with the story mode, it's really weird for a fitness game to have a story mode. And it's just as hokey as it sounds. Like, you are just out out for a run. And you find this, like uh, like, ring that's, like, all tied up. And your first, like, exercise thing is to pull, like, your... Like, the ring accessory you have pull it for long enough to, like, break the chains around this this ring thing in the game. And then an evil, small dragon guy, like, jumps out of him. (laughs) Because I guess the ring had, like, imprisoned the dragon inside itself. And so with those bonds broken, the dragon's free. And he wants to, like, wreak havoc, I guess? His motivations aren't clear, but he definitely wants to work out a lot. He's really upset at the ring for imprisoning him because he's so out of shape now. <laughs> and it's just... It's fun. Like, it's dumb, but it's fun. Um, the only part... Th- I was i was expecting, like, him to make everybody fat or something. No, I don't know what his motivations are. I think it's just to work <laughs> out and be the strongest. <clears throat> okay. I don't know. He seems to just be, like, running away from, the, from you in the ring and working out. Like, even in the middle of battle, he'll, like he won't act for a turn because he's too busy flexing. It's great. (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, But it reminds me like if Earthbound was a fitness RPG, but like, you know, way less uh, dense, obviously, but like the sense of humor is kind of that like meta style. Like quirky. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, But the only thing that bothers me about it is there's, and it's been in all the reviews and everything. So it's not a surprise, but there's only one voice acted character in the game and it's the ring. It's a it's a it's good voice acting. But you'd think at least like uh Drago, the the small dragon, would also be voiced so they could have like fun back and forth dialogue because they're the two main characters that talk. But instead, like you get to read the fun quirky dialogue from the dragon guy, but then he just kind of like growls with his voice clips. And that's it. It's like Zelda, you know. So it's weird just to have, like, one voiced character talking to an unvoiced character. So you're not getting both sides of the dialogue, really. Um, but that's my, kind of my only, like, nitpick about the story mode. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, basically, the whole goal is, like, you just run through these stages that are fairly on rails. Um, you can kind of, like, you can pivot your body and, like, choose a different path. But, like, it's an auto-runner in that you're not, like, you know, directing your character Um, except by, you know, turning your body while running. Um, But you actually run to run. So you just kind of do a light jog, um, and you can, like, point your ring, which is, like, kind of your attack ring, at different objects, and you can uh, push it in to shoot, like, a a blast of air that will, like, break boxes to get, like, collectibles. Um, It'll, like, kind of ruffle things where like, you know, hidden coins might be, that kind of thing. Uh, you can point it downward and push to jump, and if you hold the push in, you'll hover for as long as you hold it. I think it does end after a while, but, you know, you have to hold the the ring together to do the hover. Mm. And you can pull the ring out to do something, and I can't Oh, it's like a vacuum. You pull it out and like kind of hold it and you can like suck in things around you. Um, and because you're like basically always moving. I mean, if, I guess if you stop running, technically, you know, your character would stop moving. But it's considered an auto runner. So like it's actually like a lot of work to kind of move your the ring around and like, you know, shoot at all the different things around you and like suck in items. It's like it's really easy to miss stuff. Um, and then as you're running around... Like I said, there's kind of some light platforming where you can, like... You have to jump and hover over gaps or jump over obstacles and that kind of thing. Uh, but there's also enemies on the map. And when you run into the enemies, you go into, like, a turn-based battle system. <laughs> but you attack with, uh, with like, reps of exercises. So, like, you, it actually starts out pretty basic, like, kind of frust- frustratingly basic, because every... At least all of my starter... Uh, uh exercise attacks i guess have a one turn cooldown and i only have four things and one of them is squats which i'm terrible at because i have bad knees so i always i wanted to opt to like the the kind of the overhead like uh shoulder strength exercise we have to like push the ring in over your head to do the exercise this is very yeah skull crusher is that what it's called
0: um, uh, when you put a weight over your head and you go like no, that like you're whatever, you're but you're, you're talking about I know right you're talking head. about that. Yeah, yeah, pushing the ring. This is right. a very visual but explanation. Kind of like I'm a, sorry,
1: but it's kind of like a skull crusher. Okay. Fair. Um, and I always wanted to default to that one because I mean, <coughs> somewhat it was the easiest, but it was like it was all just kind of like over arm strength, which I could manage better than like dealing with my bad knees uh, or like sitting on the floor so you're working out the triceps. Yeah. And there's another one that's like like chair pose. So you have to basically hold No, oh, the controller on the floor. Um, you have to like hold kind of a you know, a sitting pose and then do mm-hmm. like a like uh kind of arm squats, I guess is what you I don't know what that's called. But you know, move the ring like from over your head down to your chest over and over. And I couldn't even get that to register. Like, I, I guess it, the game really cares about posture, cause you've got kind of your leg strap with the one Joy-Con on it, and then the other Joy-Con in the ring. And so, like, it's actually really good, like, the gyroscopes in there are really good at sensing your posture and stuff. And I just could not get the chair pose right, to be able to, like, cause you have to get the posture right, and then it'll count down three, two, one, and then you do the thing. Uh, so the battles move kind of slow, because, like, you're waiting for the posture, like, the setup for the exercise every single attack. But, it works. Um, but, I yeah, I, I couldn't even get through the 3, 2, 1 on that one. It kept canceling out. So, basically, my only moves were the, uh, like, sit and push or something. I forget what it's called. But it's like you're sitting on the ground and, like, you kind of have your legs up in the air. And you're, like, kind of kicking down almost. Okay. Um, yeah. Which doesn't use the ring, which is kind of weird. It's just, like, the, the leg strap. It senses, you know, your leg movements. Um, mm mm-hmm. And then that overhead, the skull crusher or whatever. So, like, I just kind of kept alternating between those two. And occasionally throwing squats in there as I could manage them. Um, But, you know, with only four attacks, I had to keep switching them out. So, like, I'm excited Mm -hmm. to get more variety of the attacks. But uh, there wasn't a lot of combat Mm -hmm. in the first few levels I played, so it wasn't too bad. Um, You level up fairly regularly. It goes off of how well you battle, basically. So, like, the more power you get out... like. The better you do the exercise, the more power you get out of it, and then the more experience you get for doing that exercise because you're rewarded for doing a good a good job. So if you kind of phone in the exercise, you're going to do you're going to be weak. It's going to take you more reps to actually beat the guys, and you're going to get less experience for each exercise. Um, it's actually it's a pretty cool system, but I'm definitely curious how much deeper it gets because that's that's all I had. Like, it was just the first world with a boss battle. Um, but it never got more complicated than alternating between those four exercises. Uh, but you do do it in reps. So it's like 10 reps per attack, kind of. And it like stacks the, you know, the total damage with each rep. And after like the first five, it speeds up. Um, so you do kind of five, like faster, uh, faster versions of that. So it really, it gets you going. Like, when, you know, battle kind of works out different parts of your body, and then you go back to the, the running and kind of, you know, pushing uh, the ring in front of you in the adventure mode, like, it works your whole body just playing the adventure game, which is really cool. Because, like, yes, it's exercise, but it's exercise thinly veiled as a as an RPG, so, like, you're having fun and not necessarily noticing the exercise as much. Um... So I really like that part, but honestly, like you could probably not even touch the adventure stuff. <coughs> I don't think you'd get the value out of it because it is a bit more expensive than the regular than a regular game because of the you know accessories and stuff that come with it. Um, but you could just play like just do the exercise stuff and then the mini games, and those are really cool too. Uh, I didn't try all of them because I was it was like seven thirty when I switched over to the mini games, but. Uh, I just kind of jumped into a few out of curiosity and like uh, probably my favorite one has you uh, pushing and pulling the ring to uh, bash robots in different areas. So like basically you have kind of a ring like on the screen you have a ring. And so like as you tilt your ring, it tilts the ring on TV like in real time. And it's kind of a -a whack-a-mole situation where there's some on the outside of your ring and some on the inside of your ring. And so as the robots show up in different places, you have to tilt and push or pull to hit each robot. So you're constantly like, you're like, ah, got it, got it, got it, it." just, you know, trying to move it around and and hit them all. And then it goes like super speed and you got to boom, 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 boom. And it's really fun. (laughs) Like that was definitely the highlight of those games, but uh, there's a few slower ones. Uh, It, the only thing that sucks is like, there's no multiplayer. You'd think like if someone else has their own copy and like, you know, their own ring, you could go like head to head. But it's everything single player. So, I mean, you could technically, yeah. like, trade off. Do kind of, like, you know, like, can you beat my score and then pass over the ring? But it's not the same. Because um, that's one especially where, like, it'd be really cool to go head to head. Yeah. But there's a few others. Like, there's one that has you uh, actually putting the ring between your thighs. And so you're still kind of pushing it in. But, like, you're getting, you know, the thigh exercise instead. And you use that like you're at a, a buggy. And when you push it in, you jump, um, so you're kind of like on a on a racing course, trying to jump and like collect coins over pits and things like that, and it's the same controls as the adventure game. You hold it to hover, you know just push it in and come back to just jump. Um, but it's very precise because there's bombs and things around there, and so like you really do have to push it in and let go, or you'll start hovering, and you'll you know you'll miss a crucial quick jump. Um, that one was okay. I liked that it mixed up the type of exercises because a lot of them use your hands and it gets tiring on your arms. That's one of the few that's like actually putting the ring for your, with your legs. Um, Mm. and then there's one that was kind of a cool, like, uh, uh, like rock climbing type thing where you, uh, push the ring in and hold it to get power and like kind of set your trajectory and then you release and like launch upward. And grab a peg. Uh, and like there's. You don't like you know move change your direction or anything. You always go straight up. You're just changing the power. But um, you, it's, it's kind of a timing thing. Where you release at a certain point. Because there's like kind of sliding platforms. That you're uh, grabbing pegs on. And then it kind of moves you across. It's like the Donkey Kong barrel blast type stuff. But you know. Exercise form. Um, so you let go at the right time. To shoot up and grab the coins, like instead of you know, uh, aiming a barrel to hit bananas. Same concept, though. Um, and then there's another really cool one that had you uh, balancing. So like, uh, basically the the direction you tilt the ring uh, moves like kind of a, a balance bar. Uh, you know, up or down on on each side. So, like, you know, obviously if you tilt it left, it'll, like, tilt the left side down, right side up, and vice versa. Um, and you're just kind of trying to, like, avoid bombs and collect coins at the top or bottom or middle as you go. But while you're doing that, you have to actually, like, keep your pace and walk. Uh, so it's it's kind of tricky, because, like, you know, you're moving your legs while also trying to shift your body side to side to get the... Uh, to pick up the things... And not get hit by bombs. Uh, That's probably my second favorite one, but it moves quite a bit slower. It wasn't like the intense like whack a mole type thing, but it was just a really satisfying mm-hmm. game. Um, not much of an exercise. Like you're supposed to, uh, you push it against your abs on that one, so like you're actually tilting your body uh, with the ring. But it never felt like you have to, you know, push to the point of like actually stretching anything. Uh, but I was I was also playing on novice. So I'm sure it gets harder. Um, I did everything on novice because I'm out of shape. Um, after the first level, which is like a two-minute exercise, I was like, "Oof, ooh, <laughs> oh boy!" <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you got to get past that initial, and then like your your body just gets used to it. So I kept going um, yeah. and got through the first boss world, whatever. Uh, but yeah, overall, it's a really cool game. Like, I'm I'm excited to play more of it. Um, I'm gonna show it to my mom in the morning, cause she was kinda wanting to maybe get a Switch, like, for Mario Kart and stuff. And when she had a re, she got hard into, like, Wii Fit and stuff. So I think this is the kind of yeah. thing she would actually really enjoy on the Switch. Um, but, I like it, like, as much as I was expecting to. I'll say that. It doesn't blow me away yet, but it's exactly what I was wanting, like, making exercise fun. And it, like, su- succeeds with that in spades. Um, there's also, like, you can just do regular exercises, like reps of different, you know, exercises. Uh, and you can set your own, like, workout routines, like, by kind of combining different, uh, sets of exercises into your own, like, however long workout. Um, but I didn't really play around with that stuff too much. Um, I did one strength one that had you, uh, pushing in the ring as much as you could in, like, 20 seconds, just because that sounded, like, fun. And you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was just kind of out of curiosity to see if I could do it. Um, mm-hmm. and I just squeaked by with an A, so I'll take it. Um, but aside from that, um, I haven't played too much. I actually ran through all of Metroid Fusion. Um, I kind of went hard into a Metroid hole in the last week. Um, I found a few new YouTube people that I wanted to watch, and they did, like, a bunch of, like, retrospectives of the Metroid series. So, like, you know, each game in order, kind of following the lore and stuff like that. Um, and it just reminded me how much I missed that series. And so I got, I came up with an idea for, cause, like, you know, watching all this stuff, they talk about some of, the, like, the, uh, like, their opinions on Metroid lore and things like that. And it got me thinking about, like, what I would actually want from, like, a true, like, Metroid Fusion sequel. Because, you know, I've I've wanted that forever. Like, an actual Metroid 5 game. And, like, what they could do with kind of the new status quo of, like, a biological suit. And, like, running from the Federation. And, you know, all of this new stuff that Fusion set up. Um, and so I just started writing that out. And, like, I need to kind of, you know, edit it down make sure it all, like, flows nicely. But I want to put out kind of a different type of video on, like my pitch for a Metroid sequel. And I think it's, I think it's, uns- it's a lot of fun. Um, that sounds good, cool, yeah. man. But I was playing through the whole game to get footage and stuff for that. And it just kind of helped organize my thoughts. Um, because watching those videos, like, they show a lot of the key plot points and stuff. But I wanted to see, like, how it all actually flows so it could help me process my, you know, my views. Um, And that game's still real good. There's some super frustrating points. And I can't believe I beat it, like, on an actual Game Boy Advance. Because like, you get so used to having regular save points in that game, because uh, it's a you know it's a handheld game. They want to make sure you can save regularly and quit. But then there's some mm-hmm. ridiculous points where like, for example, the first time you actually go like toe to toe with the SAX, like you can't hide from her or anything. You just have to run and escape. Um, it's not a very long section, but you have to basically keep going from the save point through that. And then, like, you don't get another save point until, like, after, I mean, a few screens. Um, but long enough to where, like, if you die stupidly, you have to go through that section of, of getting past her again. Um, And I could not imagine doing that without save states. Because I, like, save stated immediately after I got past her the first time. I'm like, I'm not doing that again. And then I did actually die because <laughs> I had, like, no health by the time I got through her. <laughs> and the enemies don't drop much. Um it's a hard game. Like I forgot. It's it's actually pl- probably one of the hardest Metroid games since the original. Uh and then like the nightmare fight, it's ridiculous. And like I mean there's a save point before it, but like I save stated after like the first phase of him, so I wouldn't have to deal do all that stuff again every time I died. So like little things like that. Um But yeah, it's it's kinda ridiculous, but still really satisfying, and probably one of my favorite Metroid games. Um and then that's mostly it. Uh, I played a little bit more Battlefront 2. I lowered the difficulty like you said um just to enjoy the story and stuff and I got a little bit further. But like there's absolutely no cover system in that game.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. There's yeah. no cover system. I'm like I don't know. What you're well, talking I don't about.
1: even no mean like system. Gears of War type cover <laughs> system where you can actually like duck behind things and like shoot out from behind them. I just mean like right. I was like hidden underneath, like a, like a downed ship part, and beam weapons were just coming through, like clipping through the object to hit me.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a glitch. Right. That's that's sure because like nice. I was
1: trying to kind of be stealthy and like pick them off from my safety point, but I kept getting right. hurt. I was like, yeah. I see it coming through the geometry <laughs> and killing me, and so I was like, nope, yeah. I'm done. Like I can't. That that's the kind of thing where it's like. If you build your level design where there should be places to hide, because there's no other way to avoid hits, like you can't just like zip around in you know in circles or whatever, when there's no other way to avoid enemy fire, it's just bad game design, which sucks because it's actually really fun to play. But
0: well, it sounds like there's ways to avoid hits, just wasn't working.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: (laughs) I don't know. That kind of thing ruins it for me. Yeah, like yeah. it
1: breaks the immersion, um, but I am so really excited for uh, <coughs> the new game next month. Fallen, yeah, Hunter. it sounds like it's going to be really good.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, this it. looks pretty. Because I like, I
1: honestly, I want like I'm doing my Metroid video next month instead of Zelda month. I already decided that, but because uh, there's no Zelda games or anything coming out, there's nothing to time it with. Uh. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do an arbitrary video. I might as well do it on something I'm passionate about, you know, (laughs) but I was really close to like trying to figure out something to do like a Star Wars month because, you know, there's a new show on Disney plus, there's a new game and there's a new movie, which I think might be December, but close enough. Um, but there's like none of the, there's in the past, there's been like big Star Wars game sales and things like that. None of that right now. The closest I could find was, like, I think the Jedi Knight games for, like, ten bucks together. Which, fine. That seems a bit much. Yeah. Um, But I've I've missed so many Star Wars games. So, like, it'd be kind of fun to do, like, a retrospective on the different Star Wars games out there. That people have kind of forgotten to time. And replay some of the ones that I missed. Because, like, I played the first Rogue Squadron on PC. Uh, a little bit of Force Unleashed, the LEGO Star Wars games, um, a smidge of the Old Republic, like the MMO. Yeah. And, (coughs) well, Battlefront 2, now. Um, there's one more, I can't remember. It was, like, kind of an old one. It's not the Dark Forces series. yeah. Oh, the, yeah, I had it on my on my PlayStation video. Um, Jedi Power Battles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I guess technically, uh, the Pod Racing game. But it was just, like, at a kiosk, like a demo kiosk at Walmart. Um, the N64 one, you know?
0: I, I played that on PC. Oh.
1: Fair. It was probably better on PC. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember that game actually being pretty cool. Like, that's one of the ones I wanted yeah, to replay. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh,. It was but like point. there was an era of like solid Star Wars games, but no one played them, and they've been mostly forgotten. Did you ever play Episode One, the actual Episode One game? Yeah, no, a little bit because when I was I was trying to find like I thought I had played that one as a kid, but then I found Jedi Power Battles, and I was like, oh wait, no, this is it.
0: Yeah,
1: I played both of those. Episode One wasn't good. I Actually, Episode
0: One. I'm not going to say it's good, but I liked it when I was mm. a kid.
1: I mean, that's true of Jedi Power Battles, too, to be fair. I haven't replayed that yet, so... Don't. <laughs> I th- I remember it having such good lightsaber combat. And, I mean, that's the most redeeming thing about it, but it's still not good.
0: I also played, like, a Star Wars, like, episode 2 or 3
1: fighting game on the PS2. I think I know what you're talking about. I never played it, but <laughs> I remember that being a thing. See, there's so many. Good. <laughs> like one, one <laughs> yeah, of these days, I will do like just a Star Wars retrospective when when all of them go on sale. But I don't know when that'll be because I, I did some research on it, and apparently there was like like every Star Wars game ever on sale for like 40 bucks or something like that. It's uh, like May, yeah. July, some some sometime this summer, and I missed it. Yeah, I bought. I, I bought that thing like a few years ago when they had their
0: sale back Mm -hmm. then. Got all the Star Wars games. I wanted to play through all the Star Wars like X Wing versus Tyra Fighter and stuff like that. But that doesn't have like, it's not really playable in the current
1: day. Oh, is it one of those games that like was built for like. Multiplayer? Oh, I thought it was like games for Windows and so it doesn't work anymore. No, it's like, it's like, it's like built for multiplayer, so you, you, I don't know. I, I can't figure it out. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, now, like they still have that bundle of all the Star Wars games. It's just 100 bucks, And, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if I made money on YouTube, it would be worth it. But <laughs> I don't, so I'll wait right. for a sale. It's fine. But yeah, I was really excited to do a Star Wars month. Just to cash in on the hype. Maybe get me over that hump <laughs> to 1000 you know? But, oh well. Um, but yeah, that... That tangent aside, I think that's pretty much all I played. I mostly just wanted to talk about Ring Fit Adventure. I was super excited for that. Right. Um, yeah, so I haven't
0: played anything other than Destiny 2 over the past weekend. Just trying to finish off that raid and get the raid jacket, which I finally got. Mm-hmm. And I bought it. And it'll probably come in the mail in like five months or something. Wait, you have to buy it? server. Yes, you have to buy it.
1: What? Yes. So, getting the raid stuff earns you the ability to buy it. <clears throat> right.
0: <laughs> just see Justin's face. Like, if you're listening, I'm just see Justin's face. It's I'm just
1: processing.
0: Yeah. So I bought the jacket.
1: I think that's Something what they call channels. a macro transaction. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So other than that, I've I played some Spyro over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, just like thirty minutes or so, and like the, I played the first level. It's like the one in the castle or like near the castle, in the outside area, where you have a bunch of sheep that you tackle. Yeah. There's like a well. And it's like super easy and like just relaxing to play. Like there's not a whole lot of challenge to mm-hmm. it, so I know you said it gets a little bit more difficult later on, so I'm interested to see what that's like.
1: It's but a it's a progressive scale, you know? Like it never gets yeah. super hard, but it's a satisfying scale up.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't have any problems with it. I wish Ben was here so like I could hash it out with him with you again. <laughs> um yeah, I I might play some more of that, who knows? Uh yeah, I haven't played anything else though. It's just been <laughs> Destiny and I worked up, and I I'm going back to the gym working out. Doing those bicep and back exercises.
1: Yeah. Who needs a gym when you have a ring? <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm jealous of your ring. I work out in the ring.
0: Shh 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 shh. Um, alright, let's move on into the news then. Um, just a f- quick follow-up from Blizzard in China from last week. Uh, so this Nintendo stuff came out, I think, after we, we recorded, right? Uh... it was a couple days before? Yeah... It, no, it came out, like, no, just, it was a, just cou- a few days ago. Yeah. Yeah, just a few days ago. So, uh, Nintendo was gonna hold... A New York City uh, event for Overwatch. Like the release uh, of Overwatch. For the Switch. Uh, for Blizzard's launch event celebrating Overwatch Legendary Edition. Uh, first So they had something where first 150 fans sign up to get to meet the voice actors of Overwatch. Um, but their follow-up to that was... Please be aware that the previously announced Overwatch launch event scheduled for Wednesday... October 16th at Nintendo New York City has been canceled by Blizzard. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. So, the, so, their Nintendo store in New York, the event that was being held there, was canceled by Blizzard.
1: Two days before it was supposed to happen. Right. Specifically.
0: So, that's wild.
1: Yeah. There was another one, too, that, like, another Blizzard <coughs> event that was canceled, and I can't remember what it was. It was at, like, a convention or something. I saw it today. Wait, they canceled BlizzCon. No, it was like a Blizzard oh. appearance at a convention. Uh, okay, because
0: BlizzCon is in like two weeks, so it's going to be an interesting. It
1: might have been something at BlizzCon that was canceled. Okay, I'm trying to see if I can find it.
0: Yeah, because BlizzCon's in two weeks, so I'm like it's going to be a very interesting time, like an interesting event. To see what's gonna happen there. Are people gonna like protest it, or are people just not gonna go? Or are at the Q and A's, are they all just everyone's just gonna ask about China and and uh the player?
1: Uh Blitzchung. Oh, and Nintendo's offering refunds for Overwatch on Switch also. Ooh. I mean that's a respectable thing to do as a you know per, as a company not involved in the drama, like if people right. pre-ordered the game and then like all this happens, yeah I don't I don't blame them for playing that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I can find is the Overwatch one. I didn't actually read okay. the other story. I just saw that it was a thing, so I don't remember. Okay, but it's probably not that important.
0: Uh, so today, United States Senator uh, Ron Wyden and Marco Rubio sent a bipartisan letter with support from the representatives of Alexandria, Ocasio-Cortez and Mike Gallagher, and Tom Mil- 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 Uh addressed to Bobby Kotick, CEO of Activision Blizzard, over the recent suspension of professional Hearthstone player Chong Blitzchung Ning-Wai uh, Ning-Wai nin, nin, <laughs> We write to express our deep concern about Activision Blizzard's decision to make player Ning-Wai Chong forfeit prize money and ban from participating in tournaments for a year after he voiced his support for pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong. The Letter reads the decision is pretty, uh, particularly concerning in light of the Chinese government growing appetite for pressuring American businesses to help stifle free speech. So this is Written before they knew about the, uh, some of the stuff was their walk back. They did like a half step back where they paid back his winnings and only suspended him for half a year.
1: But still, this, this, they did was still make sick. him forfeit the money though. Even though they went back on it, that was still their decision. So it's not yeah, wrong they gave technically. Him back the money. <laughs> just, no,
0: no, you're not. It's not. It was just, it was written before. Yeah blizzard statement came out that's all um yeah it's just wild to see this like happen in like actual politics coming out yeah like you united states politics coming out
1: and like talking to well i mean there's like china's a, a major problem right now like outside of just the gaming stuff there's a lot of issues like you know there's the uh like banning South Park and not letting uh not letting them show uh once upon a time in Hollywood over there. Like there's major censorship and like uh stifling of rights and media over there. I mean yeah. obviously there's like actual human rights issues too, but I'm just saying like it's not just yeah. video games. So it's something they have to speak up right. about.
0: Yep. Uh yeah, so that's uh, the, uh, the latest update on China. <laughs> if there's going to be some more news, we'll, we'll probably report on it. Um, so Anthem has a Halloween event called Season of Skulls. Uh, that game is still getting content for some reason. Uh, I don't know why they're trying. So New Season of Skulls marks the end of the game's first cataclysm event and beginning of a new season. During Season of Skulls, players will find a newly redecorated fort. New activities to participate in out in Anthems of the World. Arenas in which you can find uh, game modes, menu, <laughs> challenge players to compete against increasingly tough ways of enemies. Uh, new anomalies themed around Anthems, Freelancer, Arcanist, and Sentinel factions. Uh, you'll have to slug your way through more enemies here, eventually <clears throat> confronting a powerful boss. So you just added like a horde mode. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's, yeah. <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> your new season, here's... They decorated the, the fort
1: and added a horde mode. There you go. Let's you
0: enjoy your new season. And new activities.
1: All like...
0: All this new content. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they're trying
1: anymore. Right. I'm sure the 3 people still playing Anthem together are really happy about this, but no one else cares. They need to do like honestly Destiny 2 like didn't need to go free to play, but because it did, it like rejuvenated life into it. What Anthem should do is scrap their current plans and put out like a, you know, a larger update like Take these few months to figure out what they're doing. I think I've said this before, but take the next few months to kind of, like, let things settle. Like, don't really work on anything too much. Um, But spend time on the back end, like, retooling the whole game. Doing, like, a... uh, What was the first Destiny? Like, the Forsaken King? Taken King? The big... The the Taken King. Yeah. Do, like, a Taken King uh, that, you know, brings all new stuff into Anthem. And make that free to play.
0: I love that you just combine like the first two like big like Destiny 2's big expansion and
1: Destiny's yeah. big expansion. The Forsaken
0: King. The Forsaken <laughs> King, that's pretty good. That's what they should call it. <laughs>
1: Anthem the Forsaken King. <laughs> I mean the rest of the game is yeah. super derivative, so why not? Mm-hmm. But I think what yeah. they need right now is a player base. They can make money through other means. But if no one's playing it, it doesn't matter what they put in the game.
0: Yeah. the The economy is still like terrible. Last time I played, like it takes forever to get gold mm-hmm. or coins or whatever, and that's the only stuff that you can use to buy cosmetics for your guy. So, if, so you're barely ever changing the way your guy looks. Like it, it always looks, like the guy that I have now looks the same as the guy I had before when I first played. Yeah,
1: so introduce a new paid currency, just for cosmetics, make it free to play, <coughs> boom. No, but just, like, retool the economy so that you can just, like,
0: earn stuff by playing the game. Not, like, microtransactions. That's the problem that they have now. But that stuff, anyways. Oh, so you that's can just, like, buy them? Other... Just... Yeah, you oh, okay. can. That's, like, a whole other separate issue, but that's just, like, one break. Yeah. yeah...
1: It's a mess. <laughs> And other games have been at least fixed temporarily by going free-to-play. I see that being inevitable at this point. They just need to do it sooner rather than later. Because <coughs> Destiny 2 is crushing it. And at this point it's almost too late for Anthem to go free-to-play because they'd have to be able to compete with Destiny 2. But I think that would at least help.
0: Uh, another thing that's not doing so hot, Stadio. <laughs> Uh, it's not even out yet. Yeah, no one cares already. Uh, Stadia doesn't support mobile networks. Wireless controller isn't actually wireless. Uh, so Wi-Fi will be the only way you can use Stadia at launch, and unless you have a Chromecast Ultra for your TV, the controller won't be wireless. Uh, the more small print that gets revealed from Google Stadia, the more it seems like it's being rushed out before it's ready. Uh, first is that Stadia's wireless controller is only actually wireless used via Chromecast Ultra dongle for your TV. Uh, for anything else, you'll have to plug it in using a USB-C cable. Which, so, like, just using it on a browser, you'd have to plug it in.
1: Yeah, which, like, their, their whole, like, launch presentation when they showed it jumping from thing to thing to thing, the whole appeal of that was literally, like, you just go on to the next thing, like, hit a button to sync it, and you're in the game. So that was apparently a lie. Because that's not how it works. You have to plug in a thing to it. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. So, like, even if I cared about Stadia, I can't trust it after them specifically... Like, the closer they get to launch, the more things they showed at their first presentation turn out to be a lie. (coughs) So you can tend to use
0: Stadia for... PC or phone or tablet you'll have to have it plugged in. Um, yeah, so yeah, you said they demonstrated that. Uh, another problem is that all of a sudden the uh, Google are saying to you Stadia you'll need to have a proper Wi-Fi
1: connection and that it won't work on a standard mobile network, which they never said it'll work on mobile to be fair. But I never They only they Everyone assumed, which, I mean, I did too, to be fair, because all it said was you need a reliable internet connection. It was never stated it has to be a wireless, you know, like a Wi-Fi setup. And if you have good mobile data, theoretically, it should still work. But apparently it doesn't. They did say this is only at launch and that it's possible there could be, you know, mobile data support later. But, like, my main appeal to it, like, Obviously, using the free version because I'm not going to pay for this thing, was to be able to like pick up PC games, like you know, free things like Destiny, be able to pick them up on my phone at work, like during downtime or whatever, and oh shit, you're right, and just play that way. But if you need to be on Wi-Fi, I can't do that. We don't have Wi-Fi.
0: I have Wi-Fi at work. I don't know if it's any good. Though. Probably not. So,
1: <laughs> so like basically, the the key way to use this is on a TV, wirelessly to a Chromecast Ultra. Which is not the Play Anywhere gimmick that they have been advertising since the beginning.
0: Yeah. And that's not even mentioning that everyone has a data cap for their
1: phone. Right? I have unlimited. I mean, there's a 4G data cap, but the internet doesn't go away. Yeah, but then you're down
0: to, like, what, 512 KPS?
1: Uh, I doubt you can use sure.
0: Stadia on that yeah <laughs> it's just saying, man like, it's going to take up a lot of data no, I know. if you're playing games you're right Yeah, we don't have the infrastructure for this at the moment
1: no but yeah basically Stadia is dumb and it's dead in the water before it's even out Like every new bit of information that comes out about it makes it sound worse than it did before Maybe that's just me being cynical, um, but I was excited for it at yeah. first. Remember when they first announced it? I was hyping it up.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The more I learn
0: about it, the more I'm just like, "Oh, this is not going to work. I just don't see it happening. Like we, we straight up just don't have the like the infrastructure for the way they want it to work. Mm-hmm. And they should have worked on working on that first instead of putting this out. Like, at least helping, like, with telecoms to, like, get their internet speeds going. I don't know. It's weird. Um... So, yeah. Uh, you posted this, uh, Twitter thread in our Discord about Capcom wanting to revive some old product, uh, project... Projects? Games? Old... IPs. IPs. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, so... The creator of Okami tweeted out, uh, Okami is, come, is going to be back. We want to make Okami's sequel and fans are looking forward to it. You guys want to see Kamiya Okami again? Right, everyone? I want to work on it too.
1: So this doesn't... To me, like... The way... The way I think this is probably like translated to English. Because it sounds yeah. like Okami is going to be back. As in, like, we are working on a sequel. But then it says we want to make an Okami sequel. I want to work on it too. Like <laughs> implying that hey, let's get support to make Okami. So they're not announcing right. a sequel. But then all of the news stories are saying Okami 2 announced, which I'm sure is clickbait, but still,
0: they're just they're just lifting from this tweet. Yeah,
1: like it's super vague what this actually means.
0: Yeah, you're right. It does have two different tenses in. Yeah.
1: It. So, I don't know, like, I need to see, I mean, I need someone to better translate the original, like, Japanese that this was probably written in. Uh, before, like, they just decided to translate it themselves. Um. But. I feel like. They're just garnering support for an Okami sequel. Right now. Yeah. Because Capcom is reviving IPs. So, like, hey. Okami's one of your IPs. You should revive that. But it's not actively in development or anything. Yeah. Plus, Okami got a sequel. Just saying. No one played it. it. For the DS, right? Yeah. yeah. It was good, and no one played it. So they don't deserve an Okami 3. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Okami.
1: They would need to speed uh, it up. Yeah. Like, Okami is a series that hasn't aged well, and it's not even that old. But I like the uh, the idea of it. Yeah, it was unique. Yeah.
0: Like I'll give it that, yeah. For sure. And I
1: think they could modernize it.
0: For
1: sure. Cause the problem is it was like really one game. <clears throat> like I I joked that there was a sequel, but it didn't really pick up, pick up, and it could easily be like kind of written out. Um, but also it was good. Go play it. But like the original Kami was a PS2 slash Wii game that's just continually been released over the past like fifteen years. Nah. Yeah, fifteen years. Jesus. Ugh. <sighs> I hate math. <laughs> math hurts. <laughs> um, that was one thing when I was playing through Fusion. I was like, it's been... Ugh, 17 years <laughs> since Fusion came out. And like I vividly remember playing it on the Game Boy Advance at launch. Anyway. um Yeah, like, Okami is not a modern game by any means. They just keep re-releasing it and people still love it so they play it. But I would like to see what a modern Okami could look like.
0: Yeah. This guy has also worked on uh, Bayonetta, Evil Within, mm-hmm. and Ghostwire Tokyo.
1: Yeah, he's great. And the the girl isn't the one that showed up at E three and got all the fame, right?
0: Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen the video.
1: Or was was it E three? The yeah, it was this, like the same yeah, presentation yeah. with uh, Keanu.
0: I know you. I know who you're talking about.
1: Yeah. I think it
0: I just don't know if that's the same person.
1: I don't either. Okay. So I was gonna say she's great too. And whatever she was working on was like cancelled or she left or something like that. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it is her. But.
0: Uh something else that's great, Fortnite. Uh well that could be debatable. But the yeah. Fortnite uh public publicity stunt that they pulled was pretty good. It is. So, earlier this week, uh, the entirety of Fortnite went dark. On Sunday evening, a record-breaking 6 million viewers left online via streaming platforms such as Twitch and YouTube to witness the end of a virtual world in which many had spent countless hours. No one saw it coming, despite the aptly titled in-game event, the end, (laughs) that the Fortnite social media channels and (laughs) in-game siren uh, apparently heralded. Uh, the end had players thinking the event, whatever it entailed, would simply conclude with the introduction of Fortnite Season 11. What actually, happened was more than just a cheeky way to end its 10th iteration of uh, different rewards. we at the beginning of a new era for the game. The event already captured players' imaginations, Fortnite Chapter 2. Attempting to log into Fortnite sent players to a blank screen resembling a black hole. Uh, There was no option to jump into any playlist, no way to access player accounts. The game seemed to have vanished into thin air. That prompted a frenzy on social media. Uh, Official Fortnite social media accounts offered no solace to the millions of users who wanted to know what happened in the place of any helpful updates or guideposts as to what to expect. Uh, Spec next. There was a pinned tweet with a live feed of the black hole that had replaced the game. Not even Fortnite icon remained. Even Fortnite's Instagram account has been given a blowout of a makeover with nothing but empty black images and video of Sunday's black hole event. Players waited patiently. Epic Games remained uh, mired in a coy, deliberate pattern of silence until Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a pretty cool like publicity stunt that they pulled. Yeah, and like it gained actual. Like interest from lapsed fans because I play with I play with some people that used to play uh, Fortnite, and now they're like, "Oh yeah, like it's great. It's back to the way, like like how good it was before." So, like it's pretty cool to getting people that left to come back.
1: Yeah, they have like I don't know if it started yet, but they did show the trailer for like the you know the version two or whatever it's called. With like all the new features and stuff, have you seen any of that?
0: No, I haven't.
1: Because <clears throat> I like I, I didn't care to look, but yeah, I know there's a bunch of new I stuff. Thought,
0: I thought it was cool. It wasn't cool enough for me to install it.
1: Right. Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> I really only care about the publicity stunt. Like that was cool. Like actually turning your game yeah. off for a few days is super ballsy for like one of the you know the biggest games in the world right now. Um, and I think, honestly, that's just... why a lot of people started joining Destiny 2 over the weekend. <coughs> um, but I didn't care enough, like, when they rebooted the game and like, oh, here it's back with a new map and stuff. I I stopped caring at that point because the publicity stunt was over. But I don't know if you'd <laughs> seen anything.
0: No, I haven't seen anything. All I know is that there's a new map. Yeah. Um...
1: But it also brought a bunch of new features, apparently. So check that stuff out if you care. We don't. <laughs> we can't do it all for you
0: right I have so much Destiny to play
1: and I gotta <laughs> get small and save the world
0: and you also have your Nintendo games that's what I said right. <laughs> Uh so that's our last news story for the week um, let me see if I have any tweets questions no questions today so Justin where can people find you
1: you can find me if you look for zero score on Twitter or YouTube, or uh, Twitch and Mixer. Technically, I'll stream whenever my internet stops sucking.
0: That's about it. And you can <laughs> and you can find me, your host Thomas, on Twitter. So Thomas on Twitter. Uh, you can email me Thomas at You can join our Discords. We have one for the website one for the wrestling discord and we have one for our clan discord uh, so you can come in there and we're also on Spotify, churchup.com for every, all your good stuff and so then guys, enjoy your games and have a good night. Bye!